Hello again, welcome to another episode of the Iranian Market Minute. Today is Wednesday, August 17th, and this is episode number 168. My name is Justin Hewn. I'm your host. I'm the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro newsletter. The only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium, finds the best risk-reward investment opportunities in the space, and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you see or hear in this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing, and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right, good to be back with you guys. Um, I've been out for the better part of the last week. Um, definitely been uh, pretty sick here, which is uh, not too fun when it's hot out. Uh, it's not too fun ever, but uh, summertime uh, flu is really not uh, not all that enjoyable. So I'm definitely feeling on the mend. You can still hear it in my voice, but my energy is coming back a bit here today. So thought I'd put out a quick episode. Um, there's been a lot happening over the past week. I'm going to discuss a couple of elements that I think are worth discussing in the mailbag section today. We did see that um, the Biden administration passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which is uh, you know, possibly the most absurd name they could have given this thing. Um, there's a bunch of terrible provisions in there in terms of um, the, the American economy, the American middle class, raising taxes, et cetera. But there is support for nuclear. And it looks like there's going to be plenty of funding uh, in the in the form of tax credits for clean energy, tax credits for existing nuclear power plants. So that's very, very positive for nuclear going forward. So I am happy to um, to, to speak on that, even though on the whole, I think that this uh, bill that's just been passed is is really, really terrible for the American middle class going forward. But with that said, happy to see nuclear finally officially, um, in the conversation in terms of green energy, clean energy going forward, finally recognized on a bipartisan basis that this is very, very important for the American electrical grid and for clean energy going forward. So it's highly likely that going forward, we will have support for existing plants. Um, we're even seeing Diablo Canyon continue to see um, support coming from the California governor, Gavin Newsom, now essentially offering a loan to PG&E for um, for the operation of Diablo Canyon for an additional five to 10 years. Uh, I don't know why he's offering a, a loan from the state when there's federal support for the plant, but um, that is that remains to be seen. Um, so why don't we take a quick look at the charts. Before we do that, let's go into the daily scoreboard here. The spot price of uranium, $48 a pound mid-market, finally actually ticking up today after sitting stagnant for over a week. In fact, it's been two weeks since there's been a single purchase of uh, uranium in the spot market. And uh, finally today, we're seeing some action there. Very interesting to see. And this is, as I've mentioned multiple times, this is the summer doldrums. This is exactly how it is. We have um, the third or fourth week of August is the slowest and the lowest volume week of trading in markets, generally speaking, of the entire year. It's lower volume than the week between Christmas and the New Year's. So um, it's just it's just that time of the year when things are very, very quiet. And this time last year, actually, I'm realizing right now, August 17th, this is the one year anniversary of Sputz ATM going live. So that actually happened on this day last year. Um, in, if you were not in this market prior to Sputz ATM going live, the market was pulling back significantly. So we had um, the low of last summer was in July, but the low in sentiment, in my opinion, was in August. We had a, a further pullback 
even though it was a higher low, technically speaking, um, if you're looking at the charts, but sentiment was extremely negative and you had uh, actually a, a very similar sort of situation in terms of expectations right around the corner and uh, the stock's not reflecting that. So last year, of course, that was Sput. That was, oh, Sprott's taking over UPC and they have an ATM going live any day now and the stocks are selling off. What the hell? Uh, that was last summer, right? And so this, and now this summer we have, um, and you know, everyone vacations, summer doldrums, and we have right around the corner, we've got WNA, of course, we have all of the normal stuff that happens in the autumn, but we have uh, myself and a number of other folks basically expressing a, a, a certain level of excitement and expectation of the U308 market for Q3, Q4 of this year, based on what we're seeing in the conversion of the enrichment markets. And I still feel that way. And I think that that's coming very soon. But the market clearly um, is not agreeing with me here. And I think that there's expectations of of a deeper pullback um, recession uh, still kind of in the cards here very much so for the US and in and Europe as well. But um, it's very interesting to note that this is a similar moment in time as last year when Sputz ATM went live and, and it took a, a minute um, after their ATM did go live and they started raising cash and, and buying pounds and um, it really went crazy from there. Um, am I expecting that to happen uh, tomorrow? No, I'm not. Um, honestly, I, I think that we're going to see some pressure being put on spot uranium and we're going to hear about more term contracts and that is going to push the term price and the spot price up. And I think, I mean, perhaps today was the start of that. We finally see a little bit of movement in the spot market after a couple of weeks of absolutely nothing. But um, this is, uh, in my opinion, and if you if you are a member of Uranium Insider Pro and you did see the weekly watch list that was updated on Sunday, we were uh, precisely looking for this pullback that we're experiencing right now. This is what we're expecting. Um, and going forward, this could be one of the last, if not the last opportunities to buy these things on the cheap before we really see momentum hit the spot market. That's what I think we're seeing um, with this price action across, across the equities. Spud obviously still completely hamstrung at a, at a minus 9% discount to NAV as of uh Yesterday's close still sitting on just over 36 million in their treasury. Over the past week, the sector ETFs, URA reported an increase of 500,000 shares, URNM, a decline of 100,000 shares that led to mandated buying of just under a million dollars, 896,000 in mandated buying. So, not much, but interesting to see um, yet more inflows into URA. And again, typically, I think that URA does see more inflows due to the options market. Um, the shares over the last week have been up and down, uh, pretty choppy, or the last couple of days have been selling off relatively significantly. So on that note, why don't we take a look at the charts? URA down almost 4% on the day, volume ticking up a bit here. Um, definitely feel like there's risk off coming back into the markets. Now, we did see weakness across the uranium market over the past few days while we saw the S&P continue to melt up. Um, against all odds. And I think that it's interesting that S&P has been just kind of climbing a wall of worry while uh, everybody seems to be very, very bearish. So I'm hoping for across uranium equities to see a higher low on this pullback. Now, uh, will this pull back more? I believe that it will. Um, how much more? I don't know. I would love to see this 18, the 1775 to $18 level for URA hold on this pullback and make a higher low. That's really what I'd like to see going forward. 
But of course, um, you know, the market doesn't always give me what I want. URNM relative to uh, the spot price of uranium, the spot futures price. So this is, uh, quote unquote, a basket of uranium miners relative to the commodity itself, down significantly today with the spot price rising um, over 5% on the day relative to the actual price of the commodity itself. And this, I would also like to see hang in there. I think that we're going to see some supportive moves for the spot price, and that could happen very, very soon. So how far will the equities pull back in a rising spot environment? I don't think they're going to pull back that far. So generally speaking, I would be looking for higher lows across the equities. Cameco down pretty heavily over 4% on the day as well. Volume ticking up slightly, but really not capitulative volume here. Just kind of, kind of risk off with a number of energy stocks being sold off. Cameco zooming out is a very, very strong stock here. This really has been the leader of the pack. I would like to see a higher low with this lower trend line hold. Um, and I would I would like to see, again, uh, this, this stock, like the rest of the sector, make a higher low. URA relative to the S&P, this one is definitely taking a dive um, off of the springboard here and uh, gapping down a few days ago and a really big down day today, over 3% down relative to the S&P. Clearly losing this trend line. Will this be yet another undercut low? That remains to be seen. Sprott Physical Uranium Trust, not down very much today, but we did see the spot price up. So now we are probably right around that 10% discount to NAV that we seem to be um, clinging to for the past couple of months. Um, we have closed that discount to NAV uh, all the way down to uh, minus, you know, maybe two or 3% as of a couple of weeks ago. And it's been as wide as 16%, 17%, I believe, on the worst days. And that was uh, last month, if I recall correctly. So SPUT, uh, hopefully also here making a higher low again in a rising spot environment, which is what we very well could be entering here. I wouldn't expect this to sell off too much further than it already has. Okay, so mailbag section. I had a question come to me about Kazakhstan, what's going on in Kazakhstan. Um, seems like there's the relations are uh, becoming a bit strained here. So I wanted to kind of zoom out on this situation a little bit and share a couple of thoughts. Um, bit of history, of course, Kazakhstan is a former satellite state of the former Soviet Union that broke up in 91. Um, there's still strong ties between Kazakhstan and Russia. Uh, historically speaking, there have been very strong levels of cooperation, both politically and economically. <clears throat> if you recall back in January, there was pretty widespread unrest in Kazakhstan. Now, this was supposedly in response to uh, price caps on, um, on on fuel, uh, what was it? Uh, not gasoline. Um, I, can't, I can't remember exactly. I believe it was uh, uh, gas fuel. Um, price caps on that were lifted by, by the federal government and the people revolted. Now, I don't know. That's the official story. Is that exactly what happened? I'm not exactly sure. But what did happen was uh, Russia was called in and troops arrived and they took care of that unrest in the matter of about 24 hours. It was just over. Um, and so very interesting to see literally the following month, that was in January. So in February was the invasion of, of Ukraine by Russia. And um, since that invasion has happened, Kazakhstan has definitely planted their flag in opposition to at least in um, in principle opposition to what Russia is doing in Ukraine. And so um, that puts Kazakhstan in a very uh, precarious position here, right? And so 
basically after uh, not only has uh, Tokayev not come out in support of Russia, this has clearly peeved Moscow. Uh, there's been a couple of elements that have come out to that of evidence of that fact. So what we saw yesterday in a tweet that was quickly deleted, this is Putin's top lieutenant, Russia's head of its security council, Medvedev, suggested that Kazakhstan might be next on Moscow's list of countries to occupy. Now, this was deleted almost immediately, but um, there were a number of uh, people highlighting that, that this did happen. Um, obviously, Kazakhstan is a very, very important source of uranium of over 40% of the world's production. And whether or not, I'm not going to speculate on whether or not Kazakhstan is going to be some next target for Russia. I don't necessarily think that's the case, but um, clearly it seems that uh, Russia is not pleased with, the, with the, the stance that Kazakhstan is taking with regards to their actions in Ukraine. So, um, and, you know, I, I think that China finds Kazakhstan's uranium production extremely, extremely important, okay? Um, almost half of their production goes to China. And I do think that um, it's very, very unlikely that China is going to allow Russia to basically come in and take control of it. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see how that goes going forward. But Kazakhstan is doing, in my opinion, the best job they can of walking this very precarious line um, sitting smack dab between China and Russia and clearly having historical ties to Russia, but obviously making sure that doing their best to signal to the West that they still are a reliable producer because um, Adamprom specifically is still a reliable producer and can be relied upon um, to be contracted with for uranium um, product going forward. On that note, on Friday, because Adam Prom will be providing the market with an operational update before the open of the North American markets. So we'll be very paying very close attention to this, and we will obviously be including um, notes and in our takeaway from what exactly is happening with this situation. Um, if it's extremely timely, that will be in a bulletin. Most likely it will be in September's members-only uh, newsletter that will come out, I believe, on September 2nd, the second trading day of the month. Yeah, that'll be Friday the 2nd. So um, there's a lot hanging on this. And I think that Kazakhstan, like I mentioned, because Adaprom has done as best they can to message to the market that everything is fine there. Obviously, everything is not fine. Um, but going forward, we'll have to see how this all pans out. And clearly, uh, for such a, an important uranium production country to be caught in this uh, political mess just adds more volatility to the uh, to the nuclear fuel markets. And um, they have been historically a very reliable producer to the West and the East. And I'm sure that they would like to maintain that status to both markets. All right, I'm going to stop there. <clears throat> um, thank you for being here. I appreciate you guys. And thanks for your patience with my um, getting over this uh, sickness. I'm mostly through it, but still uh, quite tired and definitely um, still dealing with some congestion. So bear with me. All right, uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. Oh, you know what? I wanted to highlight something and I almost forgot about it. I wanted to highlight a tweet from my friend. This is coming from my friend, Uranium Iron Man. And I wanted to highlight this because I think that it's important. I'm noticing sentiment definitely um, shift towards the negative across Twitter right now. And, and that probably has to do with just the pullback we're seeing in the equities of the past few days while the S&P is rising, while the fundamentals are fantastic. Um, and I'm going to leave uh, this person's anonymity intact, but Uranium Iron Man 
a very, very sharp individual and a friend of mine. And so he says, those I admire say things of the following effect. The greatest bull markets always, always have one last soul-wrenching coal to test the metal of those who deign to ride them. Welcome to yonder uranium jungle. Buy cheap, buy quality. Options or, uh, <laughs> I'm sure he means like shit goes, uh, you know, small cap uranium explorers for torque to the old highs. And then he follows up the with a reply to his own tweet here. In hindsight, all reckonings look like opportunities. In the present, they only show you fear. Thought that was very, very wise for this young man. Um, this is uh, this is just another test of of our of our wits with this with this type of market, and it's going to keep doing this. So, um, you've heard me say this plenty of times over the last year as we've gone through our ups and downs in this market. We've had a couple of pretty strong rallies over that period of time. We've had a couple of uh, multiple gut-wrenching pullbacks. Looks like we're in the early days of maybe yet another one, maybe a last one. Um, I do know with, with great confidence that going forward, the market for nuclear fuel for U308 is very, very strong, and it's about to make some very strong moves. And I do believe that the equities will follow suit. So I wanted to highlight that tweet from Uranium Ironman. I thought that was very wise of him to say that these great bull markets um they will test you and they will test you repeatedly and so um this looks like maybe we're in uh in the early couple of days of another test maybe not we'll see how deep this goes i think we're going to be in a rising spot price environment very very soon perhaps today was the start of that so i don't think this will be a huge gut-wrenching pullback but either way volatility reigns supreme and uh, I would also suggest against Uranium Ironman suggestions of options for torque. Um, unless you really know what you're doing, um, be very, very careful with options and definitely, definitely stay away from short dated calls or puts. Um, those will, will clearly hurt you in the long run. If you haven't been hurt already from short dated calls, you will. It's only a matter of time. All right. Take care. Be well. I will see you again tomorrow. Cheers.